Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hi, I'm Patrice Nwuka, Senior Policy Analyst at the Independent Women's Forum, and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. I'm joined today by Hadley Heath-Manning, who's Policy Director at IWF. We're going to be talking about the Independent Payment Advisory Board and some new polling data that suggests this fledgling bureaucracy may actually be in trouble. Hadley, thanks for joining us. Sure, Patrice. Thanks for uh, hosting us today. (laughs) Great. Now, I've got to admit, Independent Payment Advisory Board sounds really scary and very bureaucratic. What exactly is it? Well, it's part of the Affordable Care Act, and one reason we haven't heard very much about this board uh, recently is because although it is statutorily empowered, meaning it's on the books, it is a part of our law, it's part of statute, it's never been appointed, it's never been triggered. So actually, um, Medicare's actuaries put together sort of a prediction about the program's budget each year, and if they determine that Medicare, which is our uh, government program that provides health insurance for senior citizens, Um, if that program's not going to meet a certain budget target, then the Affordable Care Act basically empowers the the government through this board um, to make recommendations to change the Medicare budget. And so um, it's, to me, really the epitome of the Affordable Care Act's approach to health care. It puts great power concentrated in the hands of a few people. In fact, the board would only have 15 members. None of them would be elected. They would all be appointed to six-year terms. And uh, ultimately, IPAP would have the power to cut Medicare spending without any congressional review, um, meaning the House of Representatives and our senators um, would have no opportunity to stop the recommendations of, of IPAB from becoming law. And of course, this impacts health access for um, scores of millions of seniors who depend on Medicare. Well, so it, it seems like it's a pretty bad deal. I mean, um, how are, are, you know, what, what does public opinion look like on it? I mean, are, are all people totally in support or against this or against IPAB in general? Well, it's interesting. We do have some very new survey data um, from Taxpayers Protection Alliance, which uh, put together a survey and found that 73% of Republicans um, believe that the Affordable Care Act needs to be eliminated. And that's no surprise. We know that's a pretty uh, partisan issue, and it's one that Republicans in Congress have have made attempts toward. Um, We also know that um, 60% of Republicans in the survey from TPA say that repealing both the individual mandate and IPAB would be a big step towards repealing and replacing the Affordable Care Act. So getting rid of IPAB is really, um, it would get rid of something, again, that I said is sort of at the heart of the Affordable Care Act. It's government-centric um, control over the payment for health care services. And I would also add that when we look at IPAB polling in general, it's one of the least popular parts of the Affordable Care Act, and it's something that, um, you know, really there's bipartisan opposition to it. Liberals don't like it because they don't um, like any potential cuts to social programs, including Medicare. Um, conservatives don't like it because of this sort of big government um, concern. And senior advocacy groups like the AARP clearly would not like something like IPAB um, because it could impact seniors. And then constitutional organizations, watchdog organizations, don't like that it um, has the ability to run around the normal 
um, budget process and nor normal lawmaking process as defined by our constitution. And then you can look at doctors groups and healthcare associations. They really don't like the idea of anything coming between them and their and their patients. Um, so there's widespread uh, you know disapproval, and there's actually been um, a couple of Democrats who, at least in committee, have voted um, for bills that would remove the independent payment advisory board. Well, it sounds like you've named every group that would be against it. Um, <laughs> bipartisan, uh, bipartisan hatred, it sounds like. I mean, are there actual advocates or supporters of IPAP? Uh, yes, you'll find them among people who, you know, stand behind the Affordable Care Act in its entirety. Um, obviously, the Independent Payment Advisory Board, or IPAB, was included in part because they wanted to find a way to balance a lot of the new spending that the Affordable Care Act would do. You know, the ACA has a Medicaid expansion, which costs the federal government a lot of money. It includes new subsidies that people can use in the law's exchanges to buy private health insurance plans. And so part of it, you know, I guess they see it as a necessary evil. Um, to, to reduce Medicare's budgets to pay for new spending in the law. But I will say one of their arguments, if you, if you ask people who support IPAB why they support it, uh, one of their arguments is actually very important and very relevant, and people on both sides of the aisle should pay attention. The Medicare budget is in trouble. It's really, as a program, not sustainable. We know that the average Medicare uh, patient is actually drawing down three dollars in benefits for every one dollar that he paid in. And that's, wow. you know, anybody who's taken fifth grade math knows that's not a sustainable formula. Um, and ultimately, we have to do something to address the Medicare budget. I just hope that lawmakers um, ultimately would do this in a way that is uh, fair to individual patients and entrust them um, with control over their health care dollars rather than centralizing that decision making. Well, so let's think about moving forward. You mentioned um, that that this there's been a, a bill in Congress uh, that that's actually even um, gotten some Democratic support. You know, what what is the next step for IPAB and and re repealing it or eliminating it? You know, I think it's actually the the forecast or prognosis for getting rid of IPAB is probably better than ever. Um, people are aware, I'm sure, that the individual mandate tax penalty, uh, which is another key component of the Affordable Care Act, was removed from law in the tax package, actually, that Congress just passed in December of 2017 that President Trump has signed into law. And this was really important from a policy perspective because for so long, anything that had to do with the Affordable Care Act was untouchable. It was very polarized in a very partisan way. Um, but because there's been one piecemeal repeal of one important part of the Affordable Care Act, I think this puts lawmakers in a better position to actually start taking apart uh, the other pieces of the law. And of course, prior to this um, removal of the individual mandate penalty, there was uh, a lot of pressure on Republicans to address the Affordable Care Act comprehensively or in one bill and one big uh, legislative reform. And that may not be the case moving forward, but we do understand that if we break apart at least IPAB from the ACA, um, there may be some support across the aisle, which I think gives us um, some cause for hope. Okay, well, I think that's a really good note to end on. Some cause for hope, um, hopefully taking a piecemeal approach to dismantling uh, the ACA and, and some of the, the more nefarious um, aspects of it that have been, been a hindrance really to our healthcare system. So, Hadley, thank you so much for, um, for spending some time with us and explaining uh, this bureaucratic uh, advisory board and, and why we need to make sure that it gets eliminated. Thanks, Patrice. Thanks for having me.
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, folks, thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, if you want more information about the Independent Payment Advisory Board, visit our website at IWF and read about some of the great work that we've put together You know, on this um, board as well as blogs and op-eds uh, on the topic. We've got a ton of other information um, if you're interested in healthcare or if you're interested in other topics. You know, we think that every issue is a women's issue at the Independent Women's Forum, and we'd love to provide you with the information to help you make some informed decisions. So uh, join us again for our next podcast, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.